Occasionally you find an example of something that you really like, which will work really well for an illustration in a sermon. And on this occasion, it's a heavy metal song by a band called Theocracy. And so we're going to see what that looks like in this sermon, which is from the third Sunday before Lent, the 9th of February 2020. The reading was Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 20. And this was delivered at St. John the Baptist Bressingham and St. Remigius Royden at their Holy Communion services that day. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. John's Gospel opens enigmatically with the words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Later in John's Gospel, Jesus echoes this, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Elsewhere in the New Testament we hear Paul saying, The God who said, Let there be light, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Again, put off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Again, you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And also, you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness. May you be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine like stars. It's not only Paul. Peter says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. These are just a handful of the many references to light which permeate the scriptures as a metaphor for the gospel and for the impact which Jesus has on our lives. In our reading this morning, we heard from Matthew chapter 5 a short part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which contains a lot of his teachings. We've heard Jesus say to us, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, 
and give glory to your Father in heaven. I wonder how we hear this. Perhaps we've heard this many times. Don't hide the lamp. Of course, that's not how things should be. But perhaps familiarity with this image might mean that it can wash over us. Oh yeah, we're the light of the world. I like the sound of that. If I'm honest, I found that growing up I heard this passage so many times in both church services and Sunday schools that it didn't really mean that much to me. It wasn't until I was about 19 that something happened which really made me sit up and pay attention to what Jesus is saying. At 19, I was in my second year of studying theology at the London School of Theology. However, I was something of an oddity to many of my fellow students, because I was very into my heavy metal music. To paint the scene, I used to wear a full-length leather trench coat, skinny ripped black jeans, Chelsea boots and a cowboy hat. My hair was rather longer than it is now, and in a sea of checkered flannel shirts, to say I stood out like a sore thumb was an understatement. But one of the great things about being at the London School of Theology was that there were students from all different denominations and cultures. Once I was sat with several Pentecostal pastors who brought up the issue of heavy metal, and it was an issue. I had to spend a couple of hours explaining what I liked about it and how I approach it. I explained that I read all the lyrics and weigh up what the music is about, and I sift out those things which I think are too dark or even are openly satanic, and I would avoid them. I even suggested that I was more careful about metal than most people are about pop music. At the end of this conversation they had a chat amongst themselves and then said, Well Sam, we're still not keen on this heavy metal thing but we don't need to give you an exorcism. Amusing as it was, I found that I would often share heavy metal songs with them that I thought they might like, and one day I stumbled across this amazing ten minute long power ballad by a band called Theocracy. Their whole theme is of playing good metal with good sounds which actually have good Christian theology, something of a rarity. I started listening to their other songs and found myself drawn to one called Light of the World. It opens by describing a lighthouse sitting in darkness. The beacon has gone out, soaked by rain and cold winds. There's a ship at sea sailing alone, with no way to find its way home. And then comes the chorus. You are the light of the world, he said. But we've blown out our candles and left men for dead, singing, We are the light of the world, he said. As the darkness descends on us all, if we were the light of the world today, would we hide in the shadows and scare them away? Are we the light of the world, or are we failing to answer the call? These poignant words combined with stirring music really caught my attention and made me think. If the light in the lighthouse is not shining, then the ship will never make its way home safely. By blowing out our candles, by refusing to shine, the song says that we've left men to die. 
Worse, it accuses us of being happy to sing. We are the light of the world, he said, even as darkness descends on us all. One of the verses captures the state of our contemporary culture painfully well. Men love the darkness much more than the light, for their deeds can be kept out of mind, out of sight, and the line has eroded between wrong and right, like it's all relative after all. This is the temptation which faces us all. Are we prepared to live out our beliefs, or would we rather do our own thing quietly, while leaving others to do their own thing? Do we accept this idea that something is true for someone else, but this is true for us? Should we just leave them to it? The chorus repeats three times throughout the song, but with a simple change each time. The first time it asks, If we were the light of the world today, would we hide in the shadows and scare them away? The second, If we were the light of the world today, would we hide in the shadows and just look away? And the final time, If we were the light of the world today, would we hide in the shadows and darken the way? Jesus says that we are the light of the world, and that a city on a hill cannot be hidden. It seems to me that in this familiar, perhaps too familiar, portion of scripture, we are confronted with a challenging calling. We are to be the light of the world. This means that we are to be different from the world around us, a world which increasingly does not know God, or indeed know who it is, or where its purpose may be found. It can be easy to look around at the falling numbers here in our churches, and to say that things are hard. And in a sense they are hard. But there's also a sense in which it has never been easier to be light in the darkness, because being known by our faith should make us stand out in our communities just as much as I stood out in my leather trench coat. Therefore, let each of us, as we prepare to come forwards and receive communion, ponder in our hearts whether we are living as the light of the world, or if we're failing to answer that calling. Are we blowing out our candles and leaving others to die? And if we are failing, let us turn to Christ and return to the light and joy of his salvation. Let us feed on his body and blood, the bread and the wine, that the candles of our faith may be reignited. Lit afresh may we shine before others, so that when they see us, they may see our good works, so that they too may catch fire with the faith of the gospel, and give glory to our heavenly Father. In the light of Christ. Amen. Amen.